Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE is a catalyst for change in the engineering industry, and one of the biggest ways we inspire that change is through our annual SWE conference for women engineers and technologists. This year's conference, WE21 in Indianapolis, Indiana, will help attendees at all ages and stages learn, connect, and grow. Join us for three days of networking and relationship building, over 250 professional development sessions, three inspirational keynotes, and a career fair featuring more than 300 exhibitors. Let's aspire to inspire at WE21, October 21st through the 23rd. Head to we21.swe.org for more info and to register. And happy Pride Month to all of our listeners. I'm Karen Hording, Executive Director and CEO of the Society of Women Engineers. And today I'm excited to be joined by Lillian Martinez, Executive Director and CEO of OSTEM. OSTEM, which stands for Out in Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, is a 501c3 nonprofit professional association for LGBTQ people in the STEM community. OSTEM empowers LGBTQ plus people in STEM to succeed personally, academically, and professionally by cultivating environments and communities that nurture innovation, leadership, and advocacy. With over 100 student chapters at colleges and universities and professional chapters in cities across the United States and abroad, OSTEM is the largest chapter-based organization focused on LGBTQ plus people in STEM. So Lillian, thank you so much for joining us today during what I'm sure is a busy Pride Month. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for having me. So Lillian, maybe let's just start out if you could share a little bit of your background with our listeners. Of course. So I have a background in chemical engineering, and I like to say that took a really sharp turn into nonprofits as I currently don't work in engineering and I serve as the executive director of OSTEM Inc., I am a first-generation student, a Latina, an immigrant. So I have kind of a lot of your intersectional identities, but really a passion for serving underserved communities and students in the sciences. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you as a peer here in the diversity association space, particularly for engineering. So welcome. We're glad to have you. What kind of started your career path down, you know, towards STEM, toward engineering? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always been a tinker. I love to figure out how things work. What is the production behind X or Y product? And I always loved chemistry. Even as a child, I, you know, my mom jokes that I would sit around and mix everything in the bathroom together and try to figure out what would come from it. As I went to grade school, my love for chemistry just increased. And and then I realized that I wanted sort of a real world version of chemistry outside of the lab. And, And that's how I ended up in chemical engineering. Awesome. Was there a role model or a mentor along the way that helped impact that decision? So my chemistry teacher in middle school uh, was the most incredible woman. She was strong and funny and witty and powerful and ruthless. And I think that I had never met a person, uh, you know, I grew up in Mexico. So women are supposed to be more demure, more quiet. And and she completely broke all of those standards. And, And I think I owe a lot of my path in just knowing that I could have that strength even while being raised in that environment to her. 
I love that story. And I love the word ruthless and the fact that that's okay, right? That as women, we can have some of these attributes that we normally think of as being perhaps more male, but yet as women have them and be successful. Absolutely. So you talked about, you know, you made a little bit of a hard right turn into the role as executive director at OSTEM. So how did that come about? Yeah, so I first became involved in my undergrad in OSTEM. My roommate was actually the founder of our university's OSTEM chapter. And I attended the meetings, became involved in the club. And in 2016, I became involved as a volunteer at the national level with OSTEM. I attended the conference in Denver at the time and became a part of the racial and ethnic diversity branch of the diversity and inclusion team. Um, That's since been, of course, replaced. But then I served several roles within OSTEM, mostly in the diversity and inclusion team. I worked as a crisis response coordinator, worked with accessibility and ADA, then served as a VP of leadership and education. Kind of went through a lot of roles as a volunteer with OSTEM. And in 2020, our CEO who was a volunteer CEO at the time, stepped down at the end of her fiscal year, which is June 30th. So I started my role as CEO of OSTEM in July 1st. And, and that was a volunteer role, but quickly transitioned into a full-time position by August of 2020. So how is it being the first kind of staff person for the organization? It's incredible. There's so many volunteers with which, without which I couldn't survive and make everything that happens, happens. And it's a huge learning curve, of course. We are all, it's, we're a really young organization. And we've been really grateful to have the support of, for example, you, Karen, and other people in the diversity professional association sphere. So it's a mix of terrifying and amazing and exciting. And I think that all of the best things are. That's great to hear. And so it sounds like you got involved. You, you know, you had a roommate who was who was involved in, in founding the chapter there on campus. Why do people get involved with OSTEM and how do members really benefit from being active in the organization? Yeah, so I think that like me, many people begin their involvement in OSTEM as members of an undergrad chapter. For example, in the past, we didn't really have many opportunities for people to engage past their years at the university. So they became either staff or volunteers with OSTEM or kind of had to get away from that community, which they had built. But we now are continuing to work on strengthening our professional membership programming for benefits. There is financial support in the shape of conference travel funding, scholarship programs, community funds. One of the most incredible things we have is access to a network of mentors through our mentorship program, but also people who share intersections of your identity. We have really strong affinity groups in many different intersectionalities of LGBTQ and race, LGBTQ and spirituality. You name it, there's I think seven different ones at this point. And We also have our career in grad school expo. And a really important thing about it is that the companies that are there not only support, but are actively working to acquire diverse talent, and they're going to be supportive of your LGBTQ identity. 
Yeah, I love that. It's the same thing at SWE with, in terms of our employer partners. When women will ask me, you know, how do I know that an organization is supportive of diversity? I always say, take a look at the organizations that they're working with. Are they working with SWE? Are they working with the other diversity engineering organizations? Because if they are, they're making an investment and they're likely serious about supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion within their own organization. So that's a great first start of how do you determine if a company is really going to embrace your authentic self. So I think we have similar strategies there that we're sharing. Yes, absolutely. Um, So what do you see as some of the biggest issues currently facing the out community and how is OSTEM helping to address those issues? Yeah, so I, this is a huge, very loaded question, but I think that one of the biggest issues is diversity as a checklist item. You bring people in who fill your diversity quota and you check your box and you're done. And that's so far from true. That is not sufficient. I think that diversity can be very passive. Inclusion has to be very active. Inclusion is the next step to a healthy, vibrant, diverse community. So in the professional sphere, many people find themselves in a maybe less supportive work environment and sometimes have to go, quote unquote, back in the closet in order to either protect their job or their comfort or their health. So OSIM is working with multiple organizations and creating best practices and trainings that better support inclusion and really giving organizations that reach out to us or our sponsors these best practices and education and training on how to interact and treat our members beyond the career fair and into their employments and their lives. Yeah, so true. One of the things I like to say is diversity, equity, and inclusion is everybody's job within the organization. It's not just for the chief diversity officer. It really is everybody's responsibility to get educated, to take ownership, and to help in creating that inclusive environment. You know, we can't expect one person within an organization to make that culture change to be inclusive. It really is something that everybody has to have a role in. Yes, definitely. And what do you think, you know, partners like SWE or the Discipline Societies, other organizations in the STEM community, what can we do to be better allies and be better advocates for the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, so I think we can all choose to actively engage with and support diverse individuals. We all hear that diversity in the workplace has incredible benefits, but it is really magical to see it come into action. When the only thing that everyone has in common in a room is a STEM discipline, amazing things can happen. And on the flip side of that, we should actively disengage and create distance from individuals who oppose that idea. People who aren't okay with bringing your whole self to work. I think we are ready to bring more humanity to STEM and reject the people who insist that doing so is a negative thing. I I could not agree more. There is no place and space in STEM for folks that don't see the value of diversity and aren't willing to to be part of creating that inclusive environment. There's just really no other way to say it in my mind. So Lillian, we've had a formal MOU or or memorandum of understanding with OSTEM, I guess for about a year now. You know, there's some things around joint membership and collaboration on, on education and networking. But one of the things I've found extremely valuable is having that collaboration and that resource as we tackle some of these 
tough issues. I know our CFO, Phil Thackadil, is on your board, and he's been able to provide some expertise. And certainly as our, our Senate at SWE, which is our strategic body, has been working through some tough conversations around inclusion, I've been able to go to you as a resource. And so I just want to say how much we appreciate that kind of that back and forth collaboration. But I wanted to ask you for OSTEM, what about the partnership is beneficial or how can SWE provide even more value to the partnership? Yeah, so we are also extremely excited and grateful that you approached us with this opportunity. In partnering with SWE, we hope to bring more visibility to our organization, expand our networks, expand our reach, but I think most importantly, learn. OSTEM is a new organization. We're about 10 years old. And I think SWE has been a leader in diversity in STEM for over 70 years. That's um, correct. 1950. That's incredible. So we want to work with you and provide an LGBTQ lens and resources to those members in SWE who are a part of our community or who are allies to our community and really learn from SWE how we can continue to serve our community and our members and work toward inclusion, equity, and justice as you have been doing it for seven times as long as us. <laughs> yeah, well, even at 70 years, we have things to learn as well. So we are happy to share all of our knowledge and best practices, but we want to do some listening too and learn from OSTEM and how we can be a better ally, how we can support our members who come from your community and really work together. Because I feel like Diversity, equity, and inclusion in STEM, it's going to benefit everyone if we're working together. So that's why I'm excited that we were able to formalize our relationship and really tackle some of these tough issues together. Absolutely. We are likewise very excited and looking forward to working hand in hand. Absolutely. So I'm guessing outside of OSTEM, there's things you're passionate about. So can you share just a little bit about some of your other passions and maybe personal interests outside of your work? Yeah, so I'm incredibly lucky, right? Because my job is now something that I used to volunteer at doing. So I naturally love it. But I love to cook. I can cook or bake almost anything you could want. It took me a really long time to accept it, but I am a very good cook. (laughs) I also have dogs and I adore my dogs. And I love being active with them. We go hiking, shopping, sporting events, very active in the dog community. And I travel as often as possible. And I love learning as much as I can from basically anything. Well, Lillian, we need to hang out a lot more. Hopefully one of these CES meetings coming up will actually be face-to-face because I love to cook as well. And if there was one upside to the pandemic, it was being home more and actually having time to cook and plan menus and get a little bit creative. And also my dog, my fur baby is the light of my life. And so he actually had his vet checkup yesterday and he lost a pound, which the vet had been after us to have him lose a little bit of weight. And some of that is just because I've been home and we've been taking long walks twice a day. So we have similar passions, which is cool to hear. Absolutely. I would love that opportunity. Yeah. So I just want to close with, if you had one piece of advice for our listeners, maybe if they're from the LGBTQ plus community, or if they're an ally, what would your advice be? Yeah, I think that my biggest piece of advice could be that you need to learn to sit in and grow in discomfort. 
you will find so many places where you feel like you are the only one or the odd one out. As a woman in engineering, as a member of the LGBTQ community in STEM, you will find those situations and you will find yourself in the middle of this. And you are so valuable and your input is so important. You can't let anybody else take that away. And on the flip side of that, that is exhausting. So you need to find your community and use them as your support and to get through all of these things and to be able to get through the everyday, grow and educate, but make sure you're taking care of yourself and finding that community that will embrace you and support you. That's awesome, Lillian. I appreciate that. I just want everyone, all of our listeners to know that you have a community in OSTEM that supports you. You have a community at SWE that supports you. And back to don't give up, don't drop out, don't move on to something else. STEM needs you. You know, we've got some big challenges in the world that we need to tackle. I think we saw that during the pandemic and we need diverse talent to help us solve those challenges. So I really appreciate you being here with us today. SWE values our partnership with OSTEM and I look forward to us being able to do more great things together so that we can make the STEM community truly inclusive. So thanks for being here with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and our listeners. And I'm Karen Hording. And for all of us at SWE, thanks for listening to our diverse podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Remember to head to we21.swe.org to learn more about and register for this year's conference. 